Okay, Shavotov. Um, just very quick, I know we've done this quite a few times, but the um, uh, the first um, few shirim we talked about the, the concentric circles of responsibility as a human, as a Jew, and finally as a Ben Torah. Um, but, you know, we, we talked about that and how those various laws interact with each other, balancing work and Torah. Um, what it means to be um, a mitzvah, somebody who is commanded to do something. And then the last two shirim, um, we talked about the opinion of Shammai, um, and what it means to be, um, to make your Torah um, kavua, the importance of learning for Eon. And also we talked about some motivation, how to, to, to try and get yourself motivated and inspired um, to go ahead and learn. The next couple of weeks, we're going to be talking, we're going to be switching it up and we're going to be talking about a new topic. We're going to be talking about determining objectives of religious growth, spiritual specialization or spiritual breath. What do I mean by this? Should a person be focusing, saying, I'm going to pick a particular mitzvah or a particular uh, midah, a particular value, and focus primarily on that one thing and be exceptional at that one thing? Or should a person try and have the breadth, somebody should try to be kind of okay at, at everything? So it's kind of like a jack of all trades, or should you try and be a master of one, so to speak? Now, this week, we're going to be introducing a lot of concepts, and then in the and then next week, and maybe if we need to um, in, in the week after that, we're going to be talking about um, the actual implementation and the practical ramifications um, of some of these um, values. So this week is mainly going to be introducing the main concepts. Um, just some examples, you know, you might say, oh, I want to be you know, focused primarily on my learning. My learning is going to be the thing that takes um, center stage in my life. Maybe it's your chesed, maybe it's your tefillah. Um, and we're going to be discussing some of these ideas. Now, obviously, when we say should a person specialize and potentially um, not neg- and not necessarily neglect, but hold back to some extent on some of the um, other attributes, some of the other um, values and other things that a person and other mitzvot that a person might want. We're discussing that within the bounds of halakha. We're not saying that a person, you know, spending so much time, um, uh, you know, um, doing chesed that they don't say Krishna and they don't put on spillin or the or, or anything along those lines. Um, or other persons, um, you know. Oh, I'm I I'm so involved in um, I don't know, shaking a little bit, rock, Therefore, it's not an issue for me to to, to keep the midst of of um, Lotignov and, and they start stealing um, um, as a consequence. Everything which we're going to be discussing is within the bounds of halacha, um, but within halacha, that also can require a certain level of specialization. Where, one per- where you have certain people doing specific mitzvot or doing a mitzvah in a specific way. So I'd like to open up the floor to you guys. Can you think of an example, within halacha, of course, where one person has a particular mitzvah, a particular job, that doesn't necessarily apply to somebody. That somebody's a, a specialized, somebody's an expert in that particular um, idea. Yeah, go on. Excellent. So for somebody who writes a phrase or it's fill in mezuzah and we need somebody um, to, um, to do that. Excellent. Uh, we're going to be discussing, we're going to be mentioning them um, soon. Any other examples?
yeah, so within the world of Torah, you have different types of rabbim. So as you mentioned, some of them will be focused on halacha, so they'll be a, a posak or work on a based in. Um, some of them will be um, for, um, great educators and teachers. Um, some of them might be community rabbim and, and, and try and help in a more pastoral care. Um, some people might also be um, um, involved in Musa and, and, and trying to be inspirational, as, um, as you mentioned. Excellent. Um, I'm thinking of a particular example. Well, this is the example that, that we're going to mention next. Any, any, any other guesses? Excellent. Karnam and Avim. Very good. Um, any, any other suggestions just before we move on? Anybody wanted to, wanted to mention anything else quickly? Okay. So yes, Karnam and Avim. Um, within and the base of Migdash, um, there are special jobs that a Kohen and a Levi needs to, um, they need to be doing. And it's not just that they're the ones who get priority, it's actually also for somebody who's the Israel, such as myself, um, to perform said avoda, um, whether it's to you know, bring the korbanot and, 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 and to, to perform the very, you know, like the menorah and all these other kinds of, um, um, all the other types of avoda that take place in the Beis HaMikdash. Um, so much so, the Gemara in Orochin Daf Yudal Afamud Bet says, does not Desanya's Vilana Braisa, Mazda Berevi Yeshua Bachanina, Shahalach Lusaya, um Bahagefet um and Dlatot, Ezel Rebbe Yochanan and Ben um Goodgad Ben Goodgad. Um so you had Rebbe Yeshua Ben Hanina um who um he was a levy and he came to help assist um Rebbe Yochanan in closing the gates of the base of the base of Migdash and um there were various gates and um, there were certain of them and it was their job to open and close those gates. So Rebbe Yeshua came to assist Rebbe Yochanan. Um Amalo Bani, Chazola Achrecha, um, you stop, stop doing what, what you're doing. You can't do that. Sheata Meshorim, Velominha Sharim. Why? Because you're one of the Levim who's engaged in singing. You're part of the choir and, and the music, and your it's not your job to be involved in in the gates. It's not your job to to, to be as uh, as a guard. What's the saying? There were different roles the Levim had. Some of them were involved in. Um, in the choir, in the music, um, you know, Hayom Yom Rishon Peshlishi or whatever, you know, Hayom Yom Shabbos Kodesh, Hayom Yom Rishon, Shabbat HaLevim, the the Levim would come and they would sing in the base of Mikdash, these various um, Tehillim. Um, in the, the base of Mikdash, you had some of their jobs was um, to sing, to provide um, the music for, for the Abola. But that same token, you also had other Levim, and they had different jobs. For example, one of the jobs is they would be working at the gates. They would make sure that, you know, open and close them when they need to be stand on guard duty, etc. Although the Khanim um, also did that. And um, they, it was very, it was a very um, clear distinction as to who did what, whose job was it to sing and whose job was it to be at the gates. And it wasn't allowed. It was, it was also, as we're about to see, um, for somebody who's in the choir to be, to, to help somebody at the gates. And by the same token, it was also for somebody who's at the gates to help somebody who was one of the um, musicians. Um, there's actually a um, there's actually a story. My my grandfather he was a um, um, a shalom. Um, he was a he was a chazan. He was a levi. Um, Siegel Skangato levi. Um, he was a shaliach sibor and an excellent chazan. In fact, I was there to accompany him at a, at a few weddings um, um, a couple of years ago. Um, Baruch Shem. So so he was somebody who um, as a levi had a tremendous a tremendous voice. Rav meanwhile. Um, who was also um, a levy. Um, he, he was not particularly musical um, at all. In fact, he was quite famously not musical. Um, and apparently at one point somebody said to him, you know, Rav, what, what will happen inside the Mashiach? He says, 
I'll be working at the gates. I, I won't be involved in the choir. Um, the Rambam in Helchos Kleya Mikdash Parak Gimel Hanacha Yud and Yud Aleph says, Musharim um, just as it was also, so just as it wasn't, um, uh, it, it's not okay for a lady to do the avodah of the kohanim. Um, so too, the kohanim um, were. It was you know they, they were prescribed. They, it was told that they that they shouldn't be engaged in um, the work of the levim. Um, both you and they from Bamidbar Yudchet Gimel. Aval, I'm going to about about Levi, um, and then goes on to talk about. Um, sorry, I've skipped the line. Um, v'chein Levi, um, as mum, within the Levi themselves, musarim shelo yaseh echad melachet chaverot. You shouldn't have one Levi doing the work of another. Shelo, um, 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 yisia, um, mishara, um, um, mishara, v'lo, um, um, ha, um, shor, um, l'mishorer. And and also you shouldn't have somebody who works at the gates doing the work of a choir, and the choirman shouldn't be doing the work of, of one of the guards by the gates. Um Shamar Ish Ish um Al Um Abudat Abudato and Baal Um why? Because you know each person does his own work um and his and his own labour. And in the very next um halachin, halachidalaf, um Levi Shavod Avodat Khanim, or Shesila um Levi and Bamalacha Shainu Malachto. If you have a levy who does the work of a Kohen, or a levy um, who does the work of somebody else, chayav mitzvah v'dei shemayim. You're actually chayav mitzvah for doing this. It's not that oh somebody else takes priority. You're chayav mitzvah if you if if you do the wrong avoda or avoda that you don't have the right to do. Shneimar nambalayim musa about Kohen avoda, and then he goes on saying, and the Kohen is not chayav mitzvah. However, they're still over on on, on a lot I'll say. This is an example of an institutionalized specialization within halakha the different people have different mitzvahs and different people should be doing different things questions so um excellent question what about Cohen who does the levy's job and um, the rambam then goes on to say i've cohen i'm sure about the levy a cohen who does a levy's job ain't on meter then they're not high meter and i've lot i say and generally speaking lot i say you got malchus for so it's it's not as severe because a Cohen is a Levi, if that makes sense. However, there is still a distinction between Cohen and Levi. So I, I know that in, in, in Shul nowadays, if you don't have a Levi, but you do have a Cohen, you say, oh, well, the Cohen is a Levi, so we'll, we'll, we'll call him up because, you know, B'nai Aaron is from Shevet Levi. However, when it comes to, you know, the Rambam is paskening that when it comes to Avodat Beit HaMikdash, Avodat Cohen, Avodat Levi, Einon B'mita, Elo B'lo Does that answer your question? Excellent. Um, so the reason why, we're, why, why I bring this as an example is because we're talking about um, spiritual specialization, that there are different people who are responsible for doing different, um, different mitzvahs. That's the, um, so, so there is a premise for this within, um, within halacha. There's another example within halacha. Yeah, any questions? What did, was that a hand I saw? So at the moment we're just going to be introducing the um, the, prem the the principles and we're going to be um, introducing the concept 
Um, and then we're going to be discussing how that applies to us um, a bit later on. Okay, so there's another um, halakhic concept, um, which you could say is an example of um, specialization within halakha. And, but this isn't just one regarding um, the, uh, you know, the individual in, in the sense of, oh, you're a Kohen, therefore you do this, you're a Levi, you do this. But within a per- but but to some extent, a person has a bit more of a sense of choice. A person can actually um, choose to, to, to do something. And the halachic concept, uh, you may have come across it before, is ha'osay b'mitzvah patom in ha'mitzvah. If a person is involved in doing one mitzvah, then they don't have to do another mitzvah. Now, for the record, we're talking about um, a mitzvah, we're talking only about mitzvahs ase. You can't say, oh, I'm, uh, you know, I'm, I, I'm involved in, um, you know, I'm sitting in a sukkah, I'm doing a mitzvah, but I can therefore eat bacon. Uh, that, 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 that doesn't work. Or, I'm, you know, I can, um, I can have a cheeseburger whilst I'm giving stuff, because if I'm involved in one mitzvah, I'm part of from, you know, the mitzvah stuck, I'm part of from the mitzvah of um, basal, basal chalav. No, we're talking about within mitzvah, um, positive mitzvahs. So, for example, if I am um, giving staka, then I, at that moment, I'm not hired to daven, just for example. Um, we have a question on this. And it's kind of quite an obvious question. Anybody got any ideas? A question on the idea of how is it for mitzvah, part of the mitzvah? Yeah, so we're going to be discussing exceptions. Um, the main the main question which I, which I kind of have in mind is what if it's possible to do so? What if you, what if it's possible to do two at the same time? Now it makes sense if I'm helping a per, you know at, at the time when I'm helping you know somebody who you know I'm doing chesed for example I'm helping some or I'm bikocholim I'm, I'm trying to help somebody who, you know visiting somebody who's sick at that moment in time I can't also be um, I don't know. Um, I'm trying to think of a of an example. If I, if I'm in the middle of doing bikkurim, I can't necessarily then also go and uh, and do um, kibbutz aim because you know if if they're on the other, if they're across my parents are across town and I'm in the hospital, I can't necessarily do both um, at the same time. What if it's something that is possible to do um, to do so? And a really good proof for this is what about certain mitzvot such as wearing sitzits or you know I've got a mezuzah. I'm wearing sitzit right now, so therefore I'm involved in doing. Uh, therefore, I'm involved in, in, in doing a mitzvah. Does that mean that I'm part of from Talmud Torah? Does that mean that I'm part of from everything else? So you should you shouldn't you shouldn't do you shouldn't um you shouldn't have to try to do two birds with one stone, you shouldn't try to do things like simultaneously, if that makes sense. Right, so so in that case, that that's one thing. But the question which I'm asking specifically is, what about a case where you could do both? And it doesn't, it, it, you don't hinder. Uh, you know, doing one doesn't affect your ability to do another. If that makes sense. So.
So that, that, that's a very, uh, it's a very good distinction which you've made. Are we asking, are you allowed to do the second mitzvah, right? But, 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 you, know, but you have, have a choice. Or are we saying that you have to do the second mitzvah and the fact that you're doing this first mitzvah isn't even a, um, it, it, it shouldn't affect your, um, your, your, whether, or not you're, whether or not you're doing the second mitzvah. In other words, it, just because you're doing one, the, the second one's completely independent, you know, it's just as high to do that second one as the first one, if that makes sense. So, um, and, and the, 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 the phrase, if it's, if it's possible to do both. So, um, and it's machloket. Tosfot, Masechet Sukkot, Dav Kaf Hayah, Amad Aleph, Dibra Maskil, Shluchay, says, do both. If you can do both, then, then you should be doing both. And his big um, example is exactly what we said. What about Sitzitz? What about Tfilin? What about Mezuzah? Um, you know, according to some, what if you're living in Eretz Yisrael? What if uh, it's Sukkot and you're sitting in a Sukkah? If you're in the middle of doing a... Um, uh, it's possible to be doing multiple mitzvot simultaneously. I can wear Sitzitz and Tfilin at the same time. My, the fact that I'm wearing a talis has... You know, that, that doesn't prevent me from, from, from wearing Tfilin. So, in, in theory, if I'm wearing Sitzitz, then that means I'm part of from absolutely everything else. So how could it possibly be that I'm I'm if if I can do both that I'm I'm part of from the second one? That's the opinion of Tosfot that if you can do both then you absolutely should do both. The Ozoro, however, says no. You should only you only need to do one. So then there's the question: What about sisters? What about Tefillin? What about all the other passive mitzvot as we as we mentioned? He makes an excellent distinction. Sorry, the Ran Ran Alaref Sukkah Daf Yudalef Amdalef. He makes a distinction. What's the concept here? How Osek B'mitzvah Patsam in the mitzvah. One who is actively engaged in the mitzvah is Patsam from mitzvah. Not Hamakayim B'mitzvah Patsam in a mitzvah. One who is fulfilling the mitzvah is Patsam from doing another. And therefore what? When, what is this exemption? This exemption doesn't apply to sisters. It doesn't apply to Tefillin or Mezuzah or any of these other passive mitzvahs. Osek B'mitzvah Patsam in a mitzvah according to the Ram only applies in a circumstance where you're actively doing another mitzvah. Now, it might be that there are certain circumstances where it is possible to be actively doing two mitzvahs at the same time. And that could you know, potentially, um, potentially happen um, in, in various circumstances. But um, in, in terms of the, the according to, 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 to the run, all these passive circumstances, all these passive mitzvahs, that doesn't even enter th- those. The scope of house of mitzvah, part of mitzvah doesn't apply in those circumstances. So just to recap very quickly before we move on, the terms of the Pshamach Loket. Tosfo says, how is every mitzvah part of the mitzvah? If you if if it's possible to fulfill both of them, then you absolutely should. And however, the Ozaroa and the Ran say no. If it's if you're talking about if you're in the middle of doing an active mitzvah, you are not chive to do the second mitzvah. Any questions? Are we dealing with Gavra and Chavza? Gavra and Chavza are referring is something else. It's a different. It's a different Chakira. Passive and active is something else. The question, the question is, if I just sit here. And I don't say anything, I don't do anything, I don't move anything, I'm just sitting here. Am I being Makaim and Mitzvah, yes or no? So am I right now giving Staka? No. Am I right now by not doing anything, um, you know, necessarily doing Kibbutz Aim? I write this second, no, not necessarily. 
am I, you know, for wearing sitzes? Yes, because I'm wearing sitzes right now. For, for having mezuzah on my door? Yes, because I have a mezuzah on my door. But just, just sitting there, doing nothing, saying nothing, thinking nothing. That's, that, those are the cases the Ron says, Pasek permits for Pasek in a mitzvah, doesn't apply to you because you're not Osek in that mitzvah. You're Mekai in the mitzvah. Okay? Um, so now let's try and understand this, this um, Machlokas a little bit deeper. Try and understand a little bit what's going on. The simplest understanding or, you know, of, of the rationale behind the, this Machlokas is Tosva says, if you're doing one mitzvah, you're not part of from the second mitzvah. You just, you, you just shouldn't leave one mitzvah, the mitzvah that you're currently doing. It, it's very much a practical one, right? If you're, if, 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 if I'm in the middle of, you know, if I'm about to give staka or I'm, I'm you know, giving staka to somebody and then, um, and then I see, um, you know, and then suddenly I, you know, I hear somebody talking words of Debrit Torah, I shouldn't walk away from the Ani and, and, and start, you know, because I now want to be involved in, in Talmud Torah. If you're involved in one mitzvah, you shouldn't turn your back on it whilst you're in the middle. You finish one thing and then you move on to something else. It's not that you're part of from the second mitzvah. You're still alive in the second mitzvah. It's just on a practical level, there's this technicality which says, don't walk away, so to speak. Go on, question. Great question. We're we're about to we're we're going to mention this. Um, surely it says "halosik mitzvah pasul min a mitzvah," and the very phrase "pasul min a mitzvah" means that you are pasul from the mitzvah. So why is Sosos turning around saying you're not pasul from the mitzvah? Great question. Very good question. Um, the question is according to Tosfot. Well, the question, the main question that we have on Tosfot is, well, hang on a second. If it's just a matter of practicality, so what's the chiddush of what we're saying? Right? It would be a massive chiddush to say you're pasul from the second mitzvah. But if you're not, that before we, we, we look at, before we challenge Tosfa from the outside, let's, let's challenge Tosfa from the inside and actually understand, you know, from Tosfa's perspective if there's, if there's a problem here. What's the Chiddush? Is it really such a Chiddush to turn around and say that you're, um, you know, if you're in the middle of doing one mitzvah, you shouldn't just get up in the middle and leave. You should, you know, finish off what you're doing before going on to something else. Um, like, what, where's the Chiddush there? Like, surely that's quite obvious. That's just basic, you know, derech when it comes to the mitzvahs. So there's two potential answers. The first is from the Ra in Sukkah Kafiyan and Aleph. Um, that says that, what's the Chiddush? What's Tosl saying? This is even true if the second mitzvah is more important than the first. You know, let's say, for example, you're, you're, you're in the middle of being the Kaim Mitzvah the Rabbanon. Um, I don't know, you're, you're, you're listening to the Megillah, right, on Purim. And then there's the, right, which is the Rabbanon. And then suddenly somebody comes along and asks you for Staka, right, which is a mitzvah, you know, Doraita. Uh, you know, can I stop my Rabbanon mitzvah for doing something to, um, to a writer, or um, I don't know, um, it's really, really hard, especially with mitzvah Lord, I say it's a bit easier because you can compare how bad the punishment is or how severe the punishment is. But when it comes to mitzvahs, I say it's really hard to start comparing what's more important, what's what, what's less important. Um, so, so I'm I'm I'm, I'm going to refrain from uh, giving giving more examples of the, um, you know more important and less less important mitzvahs. Um, but, but according to the Rav, the Chiddush HaTosvot is, even if, this, even if the second um, mitzvah is, is more important than the first mitzvah, it's still, um, you, you still, you don't stop the less important mitzvah, you finish that off before you move on to the second one. 
That's the that, that that's kind of like the first Kiddush of Tosfot. Uh, well, an alternative um, Kiddush of what Tosfot is saying is, um, you don't have a chance, um, you don't have a choice. Um, you don't have a choice. One is positively, you're positively being told, don't leave the first one in order to fulfill the second one. So it's not that, oh, you know, you might have, there's a hundred minutes that you would have to leave, but don't worry, you don't have to. We're saying it even stronger, you're not allowed to, right? It's the, um, it's, it's confirming it. It's saying you don't have a choice. This is what you must do. Um, there's no personal exceptions. This mitzvah is for you. And that, like, you know, there's, we're not saying here, okay, I'm involved in this mitzvah, so therefore, you know, I'm involved in, in, in chesed, therefore, I'm doing this mitzvah. And you're involved in learning, therefore, you're doing the, that mitzvah. The, this mitzvah is for me, and the, this mitzvah is for you. That's not, according to Tosfot, that's not at all what we're saying. Simply, Hosef Mitzvah, Mitzvah, is practical guidelines for priorities when there's potential conflicts and when multiple mitzvahs arise at the same time. Does Tosfot make sense? Okay, so I'll just, I'll just summarize very quickly what we said. Tosfa says that you're not passed from um, um, from the second mitzvah. Uh, it's just you shouldn't leave the first one. The question is, what's chiddush? The first answer of what the first potential chiddush is that even if the second mitzvah is more important than the first, you shouldn't leave the first in order to do the second, even though the second one might be more important, a, a, a bigger mitzvah. And then the second potential answer is um, that it's, it's not just you don't have. It's not just that oh. You don't have to leave if you're not allowed to leave. Does that make sense? It, 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 it's actively saying, like, this is, you're not allowed to leave. It's, it's much stronger. It, it removes the sense of choice. There's the the, the harmony is that, oh, I, I, originally I, was go, I, I had to stay, I had to switch to the second one, but now I can choose. And we're saying, no, the chiddush is, is that you have to stay for, for, for the first minute before you can move on to the second. Does that make sense? Well, the second, according to the second answer? Okay. The Ran and the Ozeroah, however, they say, say, say otherwise. They say, you are part of. At the, at the moment when you are fulfilling uh, this first mitzvah, you don't have a chiyuv to perform this second thing. Right? Right now, I don't have a chiyuv to make Kiddush. Or make Abdallah. I've made Abdallah. I'm, I'm part of the mitzvah. I have no chiyuv at this point in time to eat matzah. I have no chiyuv right now to hear the shofar being blown. This is not a mitzvah which is... Um, a comment upon me. I don't have a, I'm at this point in time. I'm not high of to give my wife a get. I don't have a wife to give a get. But I, I'm. Uh, there are certain misfortunes that don't that don't apply to me at this moment in time. And what the um, and what the the, the run and the other are saying is that at that moment when I am davening and I'm saying the Shmuel Esrei and I'm being you know behind that mitzvah or I'm I do not have a chiyuv at that moment in time. I am part of from. Um, you know, at that moment, I'm mamish pata from um, um, from stuck or, or from these other mitzvahs. It's ki'ilu that that mitzvah doesn't exist at that point in time. Why is this important? According to this idea of the run and the Yosara? because this then opens up the possibility of division of labor with respect to mitzvot. Not necessarily a formal institutional division whereby you're basically saying Reuven um, uh, is told you know on an ongoing basis you're a Cohen, therefore you have to be doing this. And you, know, you have to work in the basement dash, for example. And Shimon is being told, you're a lady, therefore you should be going to Chinuch and you should be um, a, a, an educator in, in, in that sense. Um, but rather, this is a more f within a more flexible context. Um, 
which is being given to to an to an individual that under certain circumstances um a you know, that, that person might be person that that individual might be person exempt from a certain mitzvah that mitzvah is then to be let can be left for others as not you know as an opportunity for them to fulfill and therefore you can say okay right i'm going to specialize in in, in chesed and work in you know, in in all day trains or work in hospitals, etc. And therefore, I'm going to be part of from learning. And somebody else might say, okay, I'm going to you know become a rav and I'm going to you know spend my time learning. And therefore, I'm going to be part of from um, from um, from from chesed, not chesed. Make sense? Questions? What do you mean? So the question is, would this only apply to to Darabonans? Because if you've already got to Daraita Chiyuv, then um, then you can't be passer. Is that your question? What difference would it make if you're a um, if it's a Darabonan or Daraita? Does Ha'asev Mitzvah Patsum in a Mitzvah only apply for Darabonans? Right, so we're going to. I think I'm going to mention that that a little bit more. So your question is, um, you can't deliberately do one twenty four seven and therefore make yourself therefore part of from everything else. Okay, we're going to mention that a little bit a little bit more later, um, especially with those examples you've just given regarding you know Torah and Chasidim. But um, what we're kind of saying at this point in time is that the concept of Hasidim mitzvah part of a mitzvah would actually say no. You can make yourself part of from from one, there's there's stories in the in the Gemara, I believe in the Zecher Brachot, where Rabbi um, Rabbi Yehuda Nasi, he would mamish be learning twenty four, you know, um, from the second he woke up to, to to the second he fell asleep, and they said, oh, but then when when did he have um, time to daven? Okay, there are some days that say that you know, as you know, he has like he takes t- a ten second breath, and in that time he says Krishna, you know, and um, the pastor Shema and that therefore he's yotzed, you know, he's chiyot writer. But according to the some days in the Gemara, like he moshed, he didn't daven, he didn't say Krishna because he was daven, he was learning twenty four seven. So I would go as far as to say that um, you know we were going to discuss this, but later, you know, min, like what's your minimum chiyot versus what you know the upper limit? Um, we're going to discuss that, but at this point in time, what I'm saying is, is that or what, you know, according to the logic of the Ran and the Ozeroah, if you're engaged in one mitzvah, you're a mamish pastor from the other mitzvah. Now, it might be, okay, let's say, for example, you've been involved in that mitzvah, and then you only have 10 minutes left, or, you know, an hour left at the end of the day, and you don't have enough time to do Shtaymet Kriya in that time. You know, Ernest, you know, you, what do you want me to do? It, it, it just wasn't possible to do it in that time. But during the time that you were doing the Melchazim, you were mamish pastor from Talmud Torah. There's there's a distinction there. Um, okay. Let's talk about the scope of this exemption. As Gemara in Sukkadaf, um, Kaf, um, Kaf Vav Amadalaf, 
Um, Tanya, Amar Rabbi Chanina Ben Akiva. Kitve Sifrei Tfilin Umuzuzot. A sofa, as Reuben Simcha mentioned. Hey, mitake, hey, mitake, mitake, him, them, their translations, and the translation of their translations. So I guess that means like Unclus and then Askel, because Askel translates um, the translations. Anyway. Um, anybody who's involved in um, you know this sort of um, holy um, heavenly um, work, um, and that by the way includes people who sell tchelas for uh, for tzitzit. These people are part of from every single mitzvah in the Torah. Mitzvah from Kriyashma, from Tefillah, from Tefillim, from everything. A person is Yote, if you're involved in one mitzvah, you are, at that moment in time, you are part of from everything, um, from, from everything else. The kind of Rebbe Yossi Aklili, um, Shahaya Rebbe Yossi Aklili, I'll never, why? Because Rebbe Yossi Aklili said, how is everyone part of the mitzvah? Rebbe Hanania Ben Akiva is taking this to the logical extreme, Jacob, that you just asked about. You know, what happens, you know, does that mean, okay, at that time, but what about once you're done? What about at the end of the day? You know, you should still fit in time. So if a person is doing this, you should, um, according to, to, to this day, mamish, you'll pass it from everything else. Now this is a das yachid. The Rambam doesn't pass in this way. I don't know anybody passing this way. Um, however, according to this day, we're saying that this general rule of Ha'oseg B'mitzvah Patsam in a mitzvah, this applies, um, and you know, we agree that it applies. According to this day, it, it applies massively. However, we say, yes, there is this concept of Ha'oseg B'mitzvah Patsam in a mitzvah, but not quite to this extent. Not to the point that you're completely passed from everything else. Um, if one does accept um, Rebbe Hanania Ben um, um, Akadia's formulation, what about that therefore leads to, according to this day, a formal institutional division between Kohanim and Levim can be applied to a much broader range of people. You can have some people who turn around and say, I'm devoting my life to Chesed, and that is what they do, and they don't learn. And you have people who say, I'm going to devote my life to Avodah, and, you know, and, and that's what they do, and then they don't learn, they don't do Chesed. And that's, according to this, they are completely okay. Why? Because they are patrin, mikol ha-mitzvah shamorah b'torah. People who devote themselves to a particular mitzvah which then becomes the focus of their spiritual and religious um, existence, the vehicle through which they relate to Hashem as, you know, as human beings, and the field through which um, they can experience their sense of calling. What would this lead to? This then leads to basically a person being exempt from all of the other misfits in the Torah, from the realization of other values and the performance of other norms. What, this is, what we're basically saying is, according to this logic, and if you take, if you then implement that on a national societal level, everyone will have their chilek. Everyone will have the mitzvahs which they perform. And they will perform those mitzvahs exceptionally, and they will go uh, put in 150%. However, the other things will perhaps be lacking, but it doesn't matter that they're lacking. It doesn't matter that, you know, the... the, the um, you know, th- this person who is, um, you know, creating oil for, for, for the base of Midash. I mean, the, the Gemara says, um, um, even just a merchant who is selling tchilet, which is used in, the, in, in involved in the mitzvah. You know, some people, everyone will have a job and those jobs will, they will do exceptionally, exceptionally well. They'll put in 150% into everything which they do. 
However, other things will, will be lacking. You'll only have some people who learn, and some people who are involved in scissors, and some people will be making the shaman for, 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 the, for, for the menorah, etc., um, etc. Et and everyone will have their own chelai. That's the logic that, 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 um, of, of Rebbe Chananiah here. Any questions? Okay, I think I'm going to, we're about to get logged off. I'll shut end this meeting. I'll see you guys back here in a minute. Apologies, it took me a second to rejoin, but should be back. And thank you everybody for coming back very quickly. Normally you have to wait a minute, so so thank you. Um, okay, we're going to talk about what it means to be engaging within, uh, what was the phrase? Engaging within your within his own labour. Um, what did the Rambam say? Um, you know, each person... Um, should be um, should be you know each person in the base means should be kind of like doing their own thing, um very quickly who knows who the goyim were. Who were the goyim? Pardon. Very good. They were between the Amorayim, so after the Gemara was written, and uh, before the Rishonim. So, um, quick history lesson. You had the um, the Zugim, the pairs. You'd have like the Up Basin and then the... Um, what was it? it? was like the Up Basin and the head of the Anshay Knesset Zagadola. And it was like Hillel and Shammai. They were the last generation um, of Zugim. Um, you then had the period of the Tanaim. So like, and those are all, you know, um, all your favorite characters. That's Rabbi Akiva and Ban Gamliel and like, you know, Rabbi Huda, and finishing off with Rabbi Huda Nasi. The period of the Tanaim kind of went until about the year 200 um, CE. Uh, then the period of the Amorayim, so from like Rav and Shmuel, Rav and Abaye, and you know, um, uh, you know, Rav Yossi, all the way to um, Ravina, Ravashi, and Ravasi, which was at the end. That went to the year around like 500. Um, then there was like a 100 year period where they were like editing the Gemara. So, you know, like square brackets, round brackets, that was then after that. So like five to 600. Um, and then you have this period from about the year five, 600, to the year about 1,000, yeah, 1,050, 1, which was the period of the Gionim. Um, the period of the Gionim, basically you had like a couple of big, big central um, yeshivas in the world. Pardon? No, no, Gionim, the Gimel. Not Kohanim, Gionim. My apologies. 
Um, <laughs> who are the Kwanin? No, who are the Gaonin? Um, so, and a Gaonin means like a, a giant, somebody who, who who's great. Um, the way that kind of Jewish life was back then was that you'd have like your community rav, and then there were these big central um, yeshivas, uh, Baghdad, you know, um, Surah Pumtis, etc. And if you had a shayla, you would then send your question to um, to this big yeshiva, and then and and then they would pass it. It was kind of like the central hub for um, for halacha, and this took place for a couple of hundred years. Then uh, around the year you know one thousand ish, you then had the Crusades, and what the Crusade did because whenever there's a war between two countries, one of the first things to go is you wouldn't think about it, post, letters stop going from one empire to another, and what that meant was is that all of the um, Jews who were living in Christian countries or at the time Christian countries so that's England, France um, 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 Germany Italy, Austria, Hungary Russia, Poland, Lithuania, all those you know, European countries um, which were in Christendom, in Christian countries they suddenly got co- cut off from the countries that at the time were Muslim countries so Spain, Portugal you know, Morocco, Algeria um, Egypt, um, you know, Israel Syria, Le- um, Lebanon and you know Iran, Iraq, etc., and what were the Christian countries? What that then meant was is that Rebbeim like okay now we're going to have to start passing ourselves because you know we can't just send a letter to the to the main yeshivas and and, and get a response, and as a consequence you started having um, the, but they could like speak within each other and you know you can have somebody from France speaking to somebody from Germany but not speaking to somebody from um, Spain or somebody from um, from Israel so to speak. As a consequence, you therefore had these two separate um Masoras and people started Paskaning in like slightly different ways. Hence why you have the people in Europe known as Ashkenazim, and then people in the Christian in, in the Muslim countries were Sephardim. And that's why uh, that's the distinction between what makes somebody Ashkenazi or Sephardi is do they come from a country or you know is there Masora from a country which is a Christ, originally a Christian country or one which is a Muslim country? And um what then happened was once the these yeshivas started to, to collapse and break down um, around the year 1000 um, and then entered in the period of the Rishonim and then there's Rashi, Ramban, Rambam, you know, and, and all these other and, and all these other people. Um, but the Gaonim were people who lived between the times of the Gemara, but bef- uh, after the times of Gemara, but before the times of the Rishonim. Um, and that's and that's who they were. Um, nowadays, if you hear somebody with 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 the word gone. Um, it, it just means that they're a giant. A giant. They're they're a big Tzamachachan, like like a super genius. So like for example, the Vilnagon, even though he lives in the seventeen hundreds, which is the period of the Achronim, people some like people say he's a gone because he's like a an absolute giant. Or the a lot of the the Briska um, um, Rebbeim. Um, so you'll have like for example um, the Grach, who's gone Rebbeinu Chaim. You know, so Reb Chaim is like gone Rebbeinu Chaim, um, or like the Grizz. You know, it's gone Yitzchak Zev, etc. So one of the Gonim, so from the period of at that time, known as um, Rav um, Paul Toygon, he quotes the name of Chazal. Now we don't know where in Chazal he's quoting this from. Um, so he's referring to like a Gemara or a Midrash or something, but we don't know where it is. Um, but he's a reliable source, so I'm going to assume that he he had a, a valid Masora for this, and we've just simply lost it since. The question is as follows: Imagine you're davening the Amida, and you're davening with tremendous, tremendous kavana, and you know, you're, you're, you're really taking your time, you're focusing on every single word, and then the chazan, you know, the rest of the tzibur, what can I, what can I say? They're not, they're, not, um, they're not taking as much time as you. And the chazan starts the chazarat hashas, and they get up to Kedusha. What do you do? Do you stop your personal amida and answer, 
Do you stop and just listen but don't say anything? Or do you just carry on and completely ignore the rest of what the... Uh, um, and just completely um, ignore them and, 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 and um, you know, move on? By that same token, go further. Let's say you're... I'm going to assume that the reason for this is because you're, you're doubling very long, not because you come into short late. Um, but why was it the account to Kaddish? Do you, again, do you stop and wait? Do you answer? Do you completely ignore them? And what Rav Palotogon says is you can't respond because it's a half-sick, so you shouldn't. Ah, maybe you should, you should listen. Why? Because Shemer Ka'on, if you, if, you, if you listen and you concentrate on the words of Kedusha, even if you don't articulate them, because that would be a half-sick, then you are part of which, by the way, is what the um, Hanukha is. But the, um, the Goanim say, you know, he quotes Chazal as saying, you don't need to listen to Kalish or Kedusha. You don't even need to be Shemer Ka'on. Again, we don't pass in this way. Um, but you don't need to listen. Why? Because at the time when you are davening Shmuel you don't have a chiyuv. You are puzzled from Kedusha. Even though the person standing right next to you, who might be you know, your brother, who might be somebody, you know, there, there's no issue of lineage. It's the same time, in the same location. And yet still, he is somebody who is chayv to answer to Kedusha, and you have absolutely no obligation at that point in time. You can plug your ears in and focus on what you're doing. You have absolutely no, uh, no, uh, no, no chiyuv. What does he say? There is um, quote, and um, there is no transgression involved in this, in, in, in ignoring, um, in ignoring kedusha. Um, thus, Chazal have said, um, in the, um, when Rav Dimi came from Eretz Yisrael um, to Babel, he said it is um, as if um, you had two servants, and they were assigned separate tasks by their master. One engages in his, and one engages in, in the other, and neither one takes heed of his fellow's labor. And that's from Otzar Goenim Brachot. Kaf Aleph, Aleph, page 54, basically saying that, okay, imagine you have a boss and the boss has turned around to two of his employees and says to one, okay, I need you to go and do task A. And one says, I need, turns to the other and says, I need you to do task B. It's, the, 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 there's no correlation between the two of them. One's been told to do one thing, one's been told to do the other. They're in two completely different circumstances. Here we have, the, a, again, a principle of division of spiritual labor, or, if you will, spiritual specialization formally formulated and clearly articulated. It is applied, um, to be sure, within a very narrow context. The question of, do you pause for 20 seconds, drink from an and take Kaddish or Kedusha? Um, but the possible implications for the simile is enormous. There's tremendous um, wide-ranging ideas. This, this concept of, I'm, I've, I've been told to do one thing and you've been told to do something else. Questions? In davening, isn't it all one mitzvah? So isn't isn't davening all big one? Isn't that just one big mitzvah, and therefore you're involved in the same thing? Um, great question. A story for another time. Any others? Any other questions? Would it be different according to Tosfot? That's a good question. Um, I think no, because according to Tosfot, you can't stop davening because you're Osek in that, in that mitzvah. You might have, still have a chiv to do Kedusha, you just can't answer it at that point in time. Does that make sense?
So Tosfos doesn't pass him this way. Tosfos passes that you should, you know, oh, no, you, you, you pause and then and then you go to like that. That's what we do. The question is, is that um, and, and it'd be a good hypothetical question: Is there a way to fit in Tosfos with um, with the Gornim? Um Is there a way? I would say that according to to to, to Tosfos, because according to Tosfos, if you're Osek in one mitzvah, you can't. Um, you can't stop you know being stop in the middle of davening, which is the problem with Hesik. You can't stop in the middle of davening to then go and answer kedusha. And even though you you have a chiv to answer kedusha, your hands are tied. You you can't at that moment in time. So therefore, according to that, I think that's how you fit the two rationales together. Does that make sense? What's now coming in between um, between the opinions of Tosfot and the Run? <clears throat> Depends what um, what opinion of the run. Um, I'm guessing here. Um, I, I I I don't know exactly, but here's an example. Imagine you all afternoon were involved in a mitzvah, non-stop. All afternoon you're involved in a mitzvah. So the point that you didn't have a mincha. Or, you know, all morning you were doing something, so you didn't have a chakras. Do you then have to do it twice in the afternoon? If you didn't have a chiv in the first place, then no, because there's nothing to make up for. If you did have a chiv and you didn't get around to it, then the answer is yes. Would that be enough mincha? Maybe, I'm not, I'm, I'm not sure. I, 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 um, I'd have to um, look it up and see if there's a... Uh, if, there, if there's another enough coming in, but I, th- but I think that would be a good one. It's repeating, repeating to filler. Um, do we have time for this? Do we have time for this? Yeah, I'll go into this. Okay. So far, we've been discussing people, but in different cases. So, for example, if you have, for example, the mitzvah of mezuzah. If you're a homeowner, you're chayv in mezuzah. If you're homeless, then you're not. Right, and that's the case whereby it's people, but but different cases. Right, one person's in the middle of Shmuel one person is not. Um, what about different people, but in the same case? And what is this referring to, and why is this important to us so, to, to what we're discussing? Because that would be a case where a person is choosing which mitzvahs they're effectively doing. Which, by the way, is a massive um, you know steer on what we said in in sixth year. How can you start picking and choosing what mitzvahs you you follow? Um, I think the, the answer to that would be because this is within the context of halacha and that one isn't. Right? You can't choose not to be shamanic here. I'm going, I'm going to go ask another, another story. Like, you can't choose not to be shamanic You can't choose not to be shamanic But for some reason, people think it's okay to choose not to be shamanic here. But that's a story for another time. Um, but this is a case whereby it's within the grounds of halacha. You're a house of a mitzvah, part of a mitzvah. It's going on in Yivama, Tzavach Gimel, Amun Bet. A bit of a long Gemara, but we'll break it up into parts. Tanya, so that's a writer. Rabbi Yezomer, um, call me She'ein Osek B'Puruvu, anybody who doesn't have any children, Ke'ilu Shofech Damim, it's as if he, he's murdered, Shnehemar, V'Shofecha Dam, Ha'adam B'Dam, Dam, Ha'adam B'Dam, Damo, Yishofech, that a person who spills um, human blood um, through the instrumentation of blood, um, he is punishable um, by death, um, by death, and um, the Chetiv um, Batrain says in the very next pasuk about Tempurovo, 
um, you know, you should be fruitful and multiply. Because Bereshit, um, and Tet, Perak Tet, Pasuk, Vav and Zayn. So, in other words, not having children is Kilu you've murdered. Rabbi Yaakov Amar, Rabbi Yaakov says, Kilu Damot. It's if you have taken away from um, from the divine image, from um, from the, the, the image of Hashem, and you've and you've diminished it. Um it says in the Pasuk, Zachi Batel Elokim Adam. Um, the divine image um, um, in, in the divine image Hashem is created um, again same same pasuk um, but Ketir Batrain says in the very next pasuk about temporal and you should be fruitful and multiply the implication being uh, that you know having children is part of enlarging and enhancing the human um, um, that human face which is which is divine that same Elokim um, so to speak and therefore to not have children you are desecrating that Ben Azayamer and this is the so, so what we've established so far is that it's it's really bad not to have children, um, or at least you know to choose not to have children. Ben Azar Kidu Shofech and Damim Umeat Hadamot. It's 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 like both. You you've both been um, like a murderer and diminishing the divine image. Shneimar Atemporovu. So Ben Azar himself takes this. You know, take is the strongest because he says both of them um, are um, at the case. Amrulola Ben Azar. So he turned around to Ben Azar and said, "What are you doing then? You're 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 being a hypocrite." You yourself don't have children. You yourself have chosen not to get married. And Ben Azai himself is, is fatherless. So how are you turning around to everybody and saying you're not um, being, um, saying, saying, oh, it's so bad if the person doesn't have children when you not only you don't have children, but you've chosen not to have children. You haven't even got married. So what's going on? So he says, yesh na'er um, doresh v'na'er um, um, kaim. Um, there are people um, who can expound well on various issues um, and they can also um, perform those mitzvahs um, well. In other words, they practice what they preach. And there are others who can't necessarily articulate um, the mitzvahs on how a person should act. Nevertheless, they still succeed in implementing. You know, there are plenty of people, they, you ask them, you, it, they, they, their kitchen is completely 100% kosher. And that there is, they they keep kosher one hundred percent. But you sit them down in front, you know, to do smichadas. They they do not know um, how to articulate um, the hilchos shabbos or hilchos kashrus. However, they still perform them, and that's what we're saying. That there are people who language tools in order to expound and articulate properly. Nevertheless, they succeed in implementing them. But Ben Azai, you yourself, you can preach, you can articulate beautifully this mitzvah as you just did, and yet you do not act. Um, in accordance to what you have prescribed. You yourself don't have children. So how can it possibly be that you think this is something so bad and yet you don't keep it yourself? Amalehem ben Azai. So ben Azai said back to them, Ma'asar, what can I do? Nafshi chashka b'torah. My soul yearns for Torah. The world isn't going to turn to rubble. Um, the... If if I don't have children, why? Because there are going to be other people. That human beings, we sustain the world and we um, prevent it from turning into into a wilderness, into in, in, into a you know kind of like a midbar where you know um, nothing's really going on. Um, just because and Ben Azai saying, okay, I personally won't have children. However, um, you know the world's not going to not not get ended as, as a consequence. And Baruch Hashem rules still here, so 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 that was definitely true. There are two questions here on Ben Azai. Firstly, how can you choose not to perform a mitzvah? You're chayiv. How, how can you just say, ah, I don't want to? 
irrespective of how pure your intentions might be. I want to do it because, you know, I want to be learning and I want to be involved in, you know, in Torah and, 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 and I've got so much to give. Doesn't matter. You've got your chayv to, 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 in, in a minute. How can you just say no? But secondly, what's the social and political implications of abstaining from, from the mitzvah pur or There's It's not just about you. There's the wider sociological um, reality that you need to um, contribute towards. These two psukim, that was, and there are two psukim which are cited in, for, for the mitzvah pur or the one which we said so far, which is the one in Bereshit, in um, Tet um, and Zion, but it's Emperor Ravu. And that is a mitzvah on, even though it's in Peru, it's, it's a mitzvah on the individual. I, have, I am Chayiv um, for, for mitzvah Peru, um, of Peru Ravu. So are you Jacob, so are you Reuben, so are you Benji, every single individual is Chayiv um, in this mitzvah. But then there's the second one, which is the, the public, the national, the, 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 the societal obligation, which is in Yeshaya, um, um, Yeshaya, Mem hey Yudchet, Loti you Vera Lashevet Yetzara. The world was not created by God in order for it to just become a become a wilderness, but He molded it in order to be inhabited and cultivated. And it's it's talking about the the global um, ramifications of this mitzvah. That it's not just I personally need to um, have children. Society, the world, the human race needs to have 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 children and, and continue. Um, and, and, and continue humanity forward. And Ben Azai's answer has to answer each of these questions individually, both ha- each of the questions, both the question on the individual and also the, the societal question. And that's what he does. The first thing he says, what can I say? I want, I, I, my heart yearns to learn. That's his justification. We don't necessarily agree with that. We don't necessarily pass in that way, but that's his rationale but, but behind a personal one. Um, we're not going to go into the discussion of whether this is an ample exemption, but this is his personal exemption. He says, my heart wants to yearn. There's the individual. And he then turns around and says, This is the societal level, that the world um, will not turn to a wilderness without me. When asking about religious specialization, both we need to ask on both the level on the individual and also on the societal level. When it comes to many of this, most of all, we're asking mainly on the individual. I am chayiv to daven. I am chayiv for kibbutz chasim. I am chayiv for kibbutz I am chayiv to shake the little I've got all these personal, individual things. But to the extent that we move from the divine, um, from defined duty, you know, the, the, these individual mitzvot, to the realization of value, saying, okay, well, we need to have hospitals, and therefore we need to have some people who are going to become, you know, doctors and go down that route, and we need to have educators, therefore we need people who are going to be going down this route, and looking at the wider picture, and we have these values, and we want to realize them. Then the question of attaining certain general goals become far more become far more pressing. We're not just talking about, you know, at a, at a level of, of of values. Sorry, at the level of values. Um, it's not just a matter of formal duty. Okay, you know, I have to get up and I have to wash my lime and you know the the, the very specific mundane ritual um, um, individual things, but the question of um, specialization becomes much more demanding and, and, and complex because we need. How's a good way to articulate this? When you're looking at the individual, then the then the individual is what become very very important. Like, how can I um, you know, be learning one morning if I haven't laid film in yet? However, when it comes to the more, as we take a step back and look at a more global national level, then those questions begin to become slightly less relevant, um, and there's more of a push towards specialization. Um, I could carry on, but I think I'm going to end here. Yeah, because 
the next section would be a good recap for the beginning of next week. Um, any questions?